the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want, live in the life. Nobody can touch me. You know I'm a bad. I'm a bad girl, and that's why y'all love me so much here oh, on the Andrea K Show. That's right. It is. Y'all know what that sound effect means. It means it's Friday Eve. Jesus. That's why we always play that, even though it's Oprah Winfrey. Super great show for you guys tonight. My favorite congressman's going to be here. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Big news happening to the, to the border. 21 Republican governors, I believe it was, filed a lawsuit to, against uh, the Biden administration over the border, that and other border news. So after the first break, Congressman Andy Biggs from the great state of Arizona is going to be here to talk about that. Everybody's still talking about the Trump Piers Morgan interview, and we're going to play some clips of the interview that the Trump people leaked out. So we're going to have that for you guys, and we're going to give you a little play by play on it because it reveals kind of the truth of what happened in, in the in the interview including some comments made by President Trump that some of you conservatives may or may not disagree with. And as we are rolling into the midterm elections, as we're then rolling into the presidential election in 2024, we got to know where the front runner for the Republican Party stands. And I got to know where y'all stand on all the issues of the day. 888-344-1170 if you want to give us a call here and weigh in on any of those topics as well as my top Topic of the day. We got to go down to Florida, FLA, where Disney got its ears chopped off down there in regards to its special privileges down there. They're lucky that's all they got chopped off down there. 888 344 1170. Before I go any further, I got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. We're putting the interests of America first. They're part of a long American tradition of proving democracy's critics wrong, of showing that we have the courage to stand up for what is right and what is necessary. Andrea, social question. Do you think mm-hmm. Walt would like at all what is going on right now between Disney and Florida and all of it? I don't think that he would like a lot of what's going on. I don't think he would particularly like the fact that not only do, uh, I, I, I what. Walt Disney was accused by many people over the years as being skeevy in his own right. Okay. And if you actually look at some of the, he's been criticized by conservatives and Christians for his magic, his mystical stuff, his, you know, witchcraft, some people would say, as well as other things that might have been a little blue, if you, if you get my reference there. So I'm not sure what he would really think in terms of. But he was pro family. Well, he was pro family, but I I don't, would, would Walt be woke today? I, I, I actually suspect he would be. I don't know that he would have a problem so much 
with the videos that were revealed about the executives in control of content and their agenda to um, queerify. What was the term they used? Inject queerness wherever they could. And one of the executives of content saying that she demanded because she's got three of her four kids or one's transgender, one's pan this, one's by this, one's, you know, whatever they are, the different designations. So she wants at least 50% of all the characters to represent uh, that community. I don't know how he would feel about that. I do question, but I do, but, but I I think that what, um, what I do think he would be upset about is that Disney world has lost all their special privileges that the Disney executives. And I don't know if that even involved him at that point, because this was in 67. I don't know my Walt Disney history and what his involvement was with Walt Disney world in, in 67 when the Reedy Creek act it took place. I think at the time it might have made sense in order to, hey, we've got this big area of land that doesn't have any infrastructure. It's supposed the, to be the city of tomorrow. Well, well, yeah, and these this organization, this large corporation that is about families and is you know, but I don't even think it was about that. I think this was a business decision made in Florida that we've got this lot, this big area of land, massive swamp area probably, and they want to develop it. And, it's, and if we allow them to self-govern, then they'll do it all and we'll get a nice tax base. And probably it was Republicans at the time not thinking about the second and third and fourth level implications because Republicans rarely do. So they really didn't think about this long term. And now here we are all these decades later where the the this corporation is been given too much power, too much weight. And quite frankly, even if it, it's it's made worse by the fact that the power and the weight that they're trying to put on people has to do with the indoctrination of children. But quite frankly, this corporation is out of control, whatever the issue would have been, right? And it's interesting that that what's really flipped here is you've got Democrats, they're hysterical now that this big, for decades now, for how long have we been hearing about the evil corporations, right? How they're so unfair to their workers. And I'm old enough to remember Citizens United, which was Dave Bossie that got launched, started with his Hillary movie, and how the Supreme Court said corporations are people too. And I can remember the Democrats saying, that's insane. Corporations are evil. And now, as Disney, as Florida was set to vote today to strip Disney of their special privileges that they were abusing, they were taking advantage of the state of Florida, abusing their position, taking advantage of, of all kinds of breaks, and yet trying to impose their ideology on the people. And I want you to hear, on the backdrop against how Democrats have been demonizing corporations now, particularly the socialists from Bernie Sanders and, and on, and, and Elizabeth Warren, demonizing corporations. But I want you to listen to the crowd of Democrats in the Florida House today when the vote was about to take place on Disney losing their powers. And we will vote on these two bills. It is my hope that we will be able to proceed civilly and with decorum and with respect <laughs> yeah. for one another. Read the next bill. Yeah, we got to end it there. They, there is no civility. There is no respect going on in the left. Liberalism is where liberty goes to die. You're supposed to you're supposed to participate. It went from tolerance to validation, to forced participation. They're cool, calm, and collected as long as they're getting what they want. Well, that, right, exactly. Their definition of tolerance is participation. And they feel entitled to be as disrespectful, as rude, as uh, they, they feel entitled to physically abuse you at times. Certain certain aspects. Uh, we saw that take place. We've talked about that recently with, with Antifa and BLM. A mob that chased some young girl on a college campus because she booked Alan West to come and speak. 
right? We know that that, that the left feels like they've got the they've got the right to use the Department of Justice to persecute and prosecute people for which they disagree. We know that we've got political prisoners in this country even being denied medical care, right? So this was a win for the people of Florida down there. And it was also a win for the fact that corporations have become too big in this country, too powerful. And there has been a collusion between corporate America and the U.S. government. We saw that with COVID, right? We've, se- we've seen that with COVID. We've seen that with Pfizer, which is a corporation making trillions of dollars that before they even got their product to market were granted immunity against any, against any lawsuits, any product liability. You don't have that from car manufacturers, by the way. Now, there's a couple of other things before I move on from this, take a break and bring in Congressman Andy Biggs to talk about the border. I do think that there are some people that are saying, look, uh, and this vote was 68 to 38, by the way. Not even close. Not even close, although you got to wonder, well, I guess not wonder. We know that the, the 38 Democrats that voted for this are, are, are okay with trying to use animated movies and um, use the pretext of a to family fun event to, yeah, to sexualize children in a, a, in a perverted way. But there are some people who say, look, the downside for this is, is going to fall on uh, the local area for which now, if Disney is no longer self-governing, the, you know, uh, whatever the situation is economically that has been taking place in their little, their little Vatican-like area is now going to fall on the local government there. Well, you know, there's still a great tax base coming from Disney World, and there's lots of speculation today that I guess the Colorado governor said, look, you know, Rocky Mountain, Disney World, and I think somebody had a great comeback today and said, does anybody think that the Cinderella's castle is going to be put on a dolly or on the back of a, of a, <laughs> a truck? I think Disney's going to be just fine. <laughs> exactly, because one of the, one of the state uh, legislatures in Florida who helped pass this bill had said, look, Disney is here in part because of our great business atmosphere that these far lefties love to go to places like Georgia, Yollywood, and go down to Florida and take advantage of the tax bases. They're not so, they're not so committed to their agenda, their little wokeism that they're willing to give up the, the business bennies down in Florida. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to my favorite congressman, Andy Biggs, about all the breaking news surrounding the border, including a lawsuit that was filed by 21 Republican governors against the Biden administration to stop the removal of Title 42. 888-344-1170. What do you think about Disney getting its ears chopped off? Do you love it? Do you hate it? We'd love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Yeah, that's me. Welcome back to The Andrea K. Show. 888-344-1170. If you want to weigh in on any of the topics of the day before the break at the open, we were talking about the, the win for Governor DeSantis. Another day, another win for him. In this case... He and the Florida legislator chopped the ears off of Mickey down there in terms of all their little tax breaks they were getting. You cool with that? Give us a buzz. Let us know what you think. 888-344-1170. We're now going to talk about the border and all the crazy breaking news going on with that. Well, some of it's good news, uh, particularly since um, there are 21, I believe it is, Republican states. Is it 21? Yes, 21 Republican states filed suit against the Biden administration to stop the Title 42 
um, public health order, which is supposed to be, which uh, they're planning to end on May 23. That and other news happening on the border. So I asked our favorite congressman, who's an expert on all things happening on the border, to be with us tonight. And of course, that's Congressman Andy Biggs, and he joins me now. Hey, Congressman, thanks for being back with me. Hey, Andrea, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Okay, so um, lots of stuff happening. We had uh, 21 Republican states seeking a temporary restraining order against the rollback of Title 42 at the same, you know, coming on the heels of 26 U.S. governors announcing the creation of a border strike force to to disrupt and dismantle the transnational criminal organizations as a quote of what what the plan is. I'm glad to see Republican governors coming out hard against the border. Tell us your thoughts on that and what you think that this might actually accomplish. Well, I I am glad that they're doing it. I've been saying for a long time, the states are going to have to step in because the feds aren't doing anything. This administration will do nothing. They want an open border. Well, what they're talking about here is is some of the things that you need to do to disrupt uh, the cartel, if you can. And that's going to be, they're going to look at their finances, try to find uh, how they're financing their operations, interrupt those financing. Uh, and then they're going to watch uh, cybersecurity, see if they can get into some cybersecurity issues and maybe disrupt some of that. Um, it's It remains to be seen. I mean, a lot of it was amorphous. Um, they say they're going to share intelligence with, with amongst the states. I, I would have thought they were, would already be doing that. Mm-hmm. They're going to look at state level crimes um, and see how they do that. And I'll just tell you that has to happen. I mean, there was a 17 minute, believe this or not, a 17 minute knockdown drag out fight between an illegal alien and um, a border patrol agent just the other day in the in the uh, sector in Arizona. And the AUSA, the assistant U.S. attorney, said they're not going to prosecute that illegal alien. But fortunately, the state, uh, the state attorney, the county attorney is going to file charges against that individual. And and that's what we're facing. So that's why the states have got to come up with more, because AUSAs are either too busy or they uh, they have a certain predilection uh, in line with the Biden presidency, which means that they're not going to prosecute these cases. Well, yeah, I mean, the you know, the assistant U.S. attorneys are spending all their time colluding with the FBI and the DOJ to go and try to trump up fake Fed napping cases in, in Michigan, in Virginia. They're too busy trying to round up anybody that was in a MAGA hat around the Capitol on January 6th or trying to, you know, work to stop a Marjorie Taylor Greene from, you know, running for, for re-election or, or trying to stop a proper investigation and, and, um, and prosecutions of Hunter Biden and others. I mean, they're, they're just flat out not doing their job, right? And that's, that's at the U.S. attorney's level. Yep. We also have district attorneys across this country and sheriffs and other, and other law enforcement agencies across this country that are not doing their jobs at the local level. We then, you, you know, we have, we have basically, I, I don't, I hate to use the A word anarchy in the streets, but we've got an invasion at our southern border, which is a crime wave. And these criminals are being given cell phones and all kinds of benefits, right? We know that 22 people from the terror watch list came across the border. We've also got a crime wave in the form of, 
um, no bail policies, and you can go go into a business and steal up to a thousand dollars worth of stuff and not be prosecuted for it. You know, if you're BLM and Antifa, you can burn down buildings and beat up people and be back out on the streets. It's just it's calculated, in my opinion. All these different aspects of this crime wave is calculated, and our country we're losing our country. I think it's upwards of eight hundred thousand have come in illegally and been and, and not come in illegally but actually released by the Biden administration, including almost 90,000 in March alone. So here's my question for you, all that being said. Ken Cuccinelli has come out and said that Governor Abbott, putting illegals on buses to D.C. is theatrical, it's performative, that under the U.S. Constitution, given the fact that we have an invasion for which the governor of Arizona has called it, that under the Constitution, Abbott, instead of putting them on buses to D.C., he should be putting them on buses and sending them them back where they should be. Do you agree with that? Um, yes, I do. I mean, I, I think there's authority now for them to do that. And it is the Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution. So I think there's authority to do that. But um, I think what Abbott's trying to do is just arouse the public because... Andrea, you and I live in, in border states. We see this. Yeah. And and but a lot of people, if if you're in maybe Nebraska or Ohio, maybe you don't see it as much, although they're starting to wake up. I think this is you need a little performative art, but a more compelling performative art would be to say to those folks that are coming in from uh, Cuba, we're going to send you back or we're going to send you back to uh, uh, Uzbekistan or uh, you name it, Ecuador, Peru all the places that I see people from on a regular basis, from San Diego to Yuma to El Paso to McAllen. I mean, from 150 different nations. And I think, I think that would be um, actually do damage to the cartels because then you could get all that media attention on that. And the cartels advertise, the cartels <laughs> advertise. And so you would, yeah. you would hinder their advertisements. Right. Um, then we get another, uh, uh, <sighs> It's not cartels. It's also human trafficking. We've got Islamic terrorists coming in here. We've even got Ukrainian refugees that that are passing by. We've had uh, Todd Benzman. We're talking to uh, Congressman Andy Biggs from the great state of Arizona about the border issues and more. And Todd Benzman is on the show on a regular basis, Center for Immigration Studies. And he said that Ukrainians should not be coming here through Mexico. There's about 27 states in their area, countries, that will take them in, that have the economic resources and the ability and the programs to help them. Yet they're flying, getting on planes and coming into Mexico and coming up through our southern border. So this is, this is yeah, we need to focus on the cartels, particularly since a lot of them are bringing fentanyl here now enough to kill 100 million Americans. Um, but I, I, I'm just really concerned that even if the Republicans take control of the House and the Senate and the mids, and we even win the presidency in 2024, that, that as long as we have an open border to this degree, that, you know, our nation, it, it's going to be too late to turn things around. Am I being overly concerned? You're not being overly concerned. You, you were actually describing my very concerns. And when I was in San Diego last week, by the way, I missed you. But when I was in San Diego last week, they're they're processing 800 Ukrainians a day in San Diego, mm-hmm. and there's there's thousands of more waiting to come uh, in Tijuana. But but you're right. I mean, th- this is an existential threat, and what's happening is this administration is not dealing with it. That's why I, I view the the task force as a, a little bit late, maybe not as strong as I would like it. I view what what Abbott's doing, sending him to D.C. 
as as perhaps uh, an, a narrative building or, or uh, drawing attention to to the problem. So that's good. But if we could get our our states, Arizona's got a big surplus. California's got a big surplus. They're not going to do anything. But Texas and Arizona, if they could actually start sending these these things uh, these people back mm-hmm. to their states, that would be disruptive. And that would actually help quell this thing yeah. from a state level. So, yeah, yeah, that's it's worthwhile. But your your concerns are my concerns. It's what keeps me up at night. Yeah, because, you, you know, we, we've been hearing this phony number for decades now since I was a kid. We got 11 million undocumented here. We had 11 million undocumented back when Reagan was in office. We're upwards of about probably 100 million. And I, and I don't think that that's an exaggeration. And the next thing we're going to hear about is we got to have family reunification. We got to bring in everybody's cousin and Auntie Harriet from, from wherever, you know, because otherwise it's just cruel what you're doing. Meanwhile, the Biden administration today, <laughs> they extended the COVID-19 vax requirement for non-citizens at borders at the borders i'm like what kind of talk about performative art what the what is the point of this congressman biggs well they're getting killed on this issue right now and they there's they've i don't know if you saw this but all these districts that should be leaning democrat are now either toss-up or leaning republican so so the democrats are freaking out if you're in a competitive district and they're saying look you got to do something about this and so they make up something. So that's what they're going to do. They say, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. It, it will do nothing. It will do nothing. And this administration, I'm glad, I'm glad uh, other people are starting to see this. This administration, it, when they say they're going to fix the border, they're talking about making a quicker release into the country mm-hmm. and more people being released in the country. And I actually had someone come to me the other day and say, well, what about the Dreamers? I said, what about the Dreamers? All of those people... You know, that that ended in 2012. That was the deadline. That was mm-hmm. Obama's deadline. It, and and so since then, are you going to you want another eight million people that have come in under ostensibly the sim- similar circumstances? This you're right. The number is outrageous. Nobody knows how many people it is. No. But it ain't 11 million. It's not 11 million. It is millions. It's tens and tens of millions of people who are in this country illegally. And um, the question is. Uh, should not be, what, are we going to deport them? The question should be, let, let's first stop any more from getting in here because right. uh, everything from the terrorists to the criminals to the drugs that are coming across, we've got to close that down. And then, man, I've got a few solutions in mind for, for uh, that the, the tens of millions of people here illegally. Well, I think they should be deported. And I also think that Mitt Romney was was moronic when he backed off what was actually the right yeah. idea in 2012 when he said, if you if you remove the carrots that are bringing people here to this country, they will they will deport themselves and go back where they came. You know, we're giving them free phones and health care and clothes and, and putting them up in resorts and giving them, you know, housing and um, all, all kinds of benefits and free health care, things that American citizens don't get right. Um, so you take all yep. that away and they're not going to come here. And if they are here and they're hungry, they'll go back. They'll get on a bus down and go back back where they came from. And and, um, and then on top of it, you add in the fact that this doesn't even account for, um, you know, we were talking about Disney at the open of the show. Disney brought in fired how many American workers and brought in a bunch of, of foreigners to come in and take their place. We also we're, we need to have a moratorium on immigration, period. In my opinion, yeah, look. Yeah, we, 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 we're, we're not getting the best. We, we, 
we, if we're going to uh, have immigration, it should be merit-based immigration, right? I mean, for legal immigration. But, man, I'm just telling you, w- w- the Romney's plan has been done in the U.S. before, and that is where you don't get any bennies, no benefits, no public benefits if you come into this country illegally. And they do self-deport. When you, when you make, uh, not just uh, take away the carrots, but if you have strict enforcement in the U.S., mm-hmm. we saw that with Donald Trump. Just by him saying, we're going to strictly enforce it, we're going to deport, by saying that, it dried it up his first year in office. It dried up illegal immigration. It really did. Well, yeah, and, and my mother, yeah, the of it. and we used to prosecute. My mother worked at uh, labor for an administrative law judge, and when they heard cases all day long of knowing hires, and you know, you, and you had to be, you had to be really clever to try to hide if you were, if you were, had hired illegal and were paying them under the table, because they were actually going around, particularly construction sites, and they were in restaurants and hospitality, and they were doing raids, and they were looking to see if you had, an, if you were doing a knowing hire, and you were prosecuted, and you lost your business for it. And that's and so yeah. yeah we need to not have the the carrots but that that office doesn't even exist anymore I don't think labor you know now it's all about now we've got uh, you know uh, groups and and the administration going down into these other countries saying here's what you need to say to get asylum and here's how you apply for benefits as soon as you get across the border that's what's going on now yeah. so can you tell us yeah, in the minute we've got what's... well I was you said you've got some ideas but you, you can't leave without sharing them with me what's going to be your plan man. Well, well, my, my, my plan is to uh, take away all the incentives, number one. Mm-hmm. The second thing is we, we have to enforce the rule of law. We actually have really good laws on the books. We have to enforce them. We're no longer a country uh, of, uh, of laws. We don't follow the rule of law anywhere. That's the second point. You start in, enforcing the laws that you have. The third thing is you actually start moving people out of here. You give ICE the authority that they have. Mm-hmm. The first place you go, you just, you've got 1.5 million people wandering around with an actual removal order who've had due process. Get ICE out there, find these people, and away they go. And then the fourth thing is you've got to hold these people like Mayorkas accountable right. for their willful destruction of, of the border security and uh, reckless endangerment. Next thing, you've got to start taking away um, the, the money sources. And this is one thing that the task force is going to do is you want to focus on taking away money from the cartels. Because when you do that, that's when they feel it the most. Because yeah. they don't care about human life. They don't care yeah. about anything else other than the money and, and, and control. So th- those are just five quick things that uh, I think would actually not just slow the flow, it would stop the flow, and we'd start seeing an exodus from the country. Well, I like it. And I like you and I appreciate you being here and we got to have you back because we got some other things in the next week or so because we also got got to talk Hunter Biden. We got to talk about Hillary Clinton and the Durham investigation and hopefully an impeachment of Joe Biden. So, Congressman Andy Biggs, thank you so much for all you do. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Andrea. Take care. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned, because last night we spent some time talking about this Fox Nation, Fox News Nation or whatever it is, and Pierce Morgan and what they did to Trump. Well, Trump revealed some of the truth. I still got my opinions on that, but you're going to hear what really went down in that interview when we come back. And so you better come back. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. How about covering some of the infanticide bills in California right now? 
um, Bill 2223, which will legalize abortion uh, from seven days to 30 days and possibly up to one year under the legal definition of perionetal. Killing the baby. Uh, there's a second bill, 1142, that is going to promote abortion tourism. Anywhere in the United States, someone can travel to California. Their travel, hotel, hotel stay, child care, and any lost wages, including and the cost of the abortion, will be covered by California taxpayers. People need to start paying attention to this. And they also need to be contacting everyone in the Senate and Assembly where these bills are being heard so that they don't pass. Mm-hmm. One day, all of us are going to have to stand before God and give an accounting of what we did. Wow. Um, that was an excellent call. Caller, I, I wish I had your name so I could tell you how, how amazed and impressed I am by you and so grateful for you for calling in. That was a caller on our 24-hour line, 844-814-5227. I did talk last night about California Bill 2223. I've actually talked about this in, in, from California to Maryland multiple times. This is truly the human rights crisis of, of our lifetime The and, and the and crimes of humanity, as I talked about last night, in terms of the push for infanticide in this country. And and I've talked in the past about the travel tourism bill. Thank you for that reminder. This is something, this is so big. This is something that every media outlet and every conservative should be talking about constantly um, at, at, at every show. So thank you for that. And I will continue to do that. And thank you also for the suggestion that we contact our legislators and put pressure on them because we we can stand up to this. Look at the look at what happens. Finally we got these masks taken off, right? Because you know one woman decided to make a difference, but there was a push in the courts and a push and a push and a push until that finally got ended. Well, that's how some of those bills in California right. here that's like, right. uh, the, like the VATS one, Andrea, those that's got right. shot down because of the feedback. Absolutely. Um, it feels kind of weird shifting into this next topic because it's not as important as infanticide, but it is important because last night I opened the show talking about this Trump interview with Piers Morgan and um, the package that was done, the promotional package of the interview showed Trump in a very negative light and particularly what it did about the election and Trump didn't have a comeback to him in, the, in this package on the election. And, you know, I just I, I said, Trump, you need to stop. My advice would be he needs to be more careful about who he's doing interviews with and not just trust that because somebody was on his show, The Apprentice, that he's going to get a fair shake or that it was with a Fox News outlet, Fox News' streaming service, Fox Nation, that he's going to get a fair shake. He's not. Thank goodness they did do what I said that that a lot of people do uh, is record the interview so that if they try to pull any games with you, you've got your own copy of what was said. And we're going to play that. Clearly, they edited it. Trump did not walk out. Of the interview over an election question, um, it, the, the Trump calling him deceptive was um, the way they dragged the interview out. What was supposed to be twenty minutes, they kept dragging it out over an hour. But I want to play these exer- the, uh, this excerpt as much as I can of it before we have to take a break, so you can hear some of his questions though that are really relevant to us as voters. And as we're going into the midterms and then then into a push for the presidency in twenty twenty four, these are some questions we need to hear the answers of from. Trump. We, we need a. We're, we're an hour in, so we need a. We need a, we need a wrap. A few quick questions, and then. And Thank you. Uh, one of the big questions being put to lots of politicians right now 
is what is a woman? Well, I'm, not, I'm not going to respond to the question, but a woman is a woman is somebody that swims at a certain time and doesn't get beaten by 38 seconds by somebody that wasn't even a good swimmer as a male. Okay, let's stop. Did you like that answer? He was asked, what is a woman? What did you think of his answer? He said, I'm not going to answer it in case you couldn't hear that. He said, but I tell you um, what it's not. It was A, a, a woman is, is somebody that um, gets beat by somebody else by 38 seconds. He was referencing uh, Leah Thomas. Um, I wish that, you know, while I thought that was cute, I wish he had defined what a woman is and been very clear and straight. This is the culture the cultural Marxist movement in this country is the greatest battle we face. Ron DeSantis has taken on that question head on. That's why we have the parental rights bill in Florida, but we don't have it really anywhere else, right? He has proven that you can not only take on this cultural movement that's happening at the expense of our children and our girls, but you can actually take some ground back from it. So I think a message to Trump, I think he needs to get better and not get give a cute answer, but come out forcefully on on the definition of a woman. Is you've been in that pressure cauldron of the White House with your family, they will come under huge attack. The children, your wife, Melania. Would you be happy to put them back in there? Would they be happy to be back in there? Well, I won't get into that, but I will tell you they all love the country and we did a great job. I did a great job as president. We had I think the best numbers probably of any even the rebuilding of the military, the right to try. The, every single thing we did was a home run. And then we did incredibly on warp speed when this China virus came in. We did a great Are you glad that the vaccine program worked? I, I know that you, I was surprised, I'll be honest, but I was pleasantly surprised that you came out and said that you've not only been fully vaccinated, but you thought other people should yeah, be too. Well, we saved tens of millions of lives. Maybe this would have been the Spanish flu of 1917 had we not come up. And I got it done in nine months as opposed to, they were projecting from five to 12 years. I got it done in nine months. I'm very proud of Wow. Um, he's got to shift off to that argument when he's asked. I, I like, he, he was right with the right to try bill. He was right in his answer about his family going back into the White House. He was right about his other accomplishments. When it comes to the vax, I'm, I don't want, if Trump is on the ticket, I will vote for him over a Democrat, but this isn't what I want to vote for in 2024. These shots have killed people. They've killed people because they were pushed out. In nine months, instead of being properly tried, and these fight and Pfizer and Moderna were given immunity against any of any of the deaths, any of the side effects. We have we have kids in wheelchairs now. I don't even have time to get into all of it. And it paved the way. And pushing out these shots also had to do with us being locked down in our homes and being denied therapeutics that were proven in order to tell in order to try to force these shots in the American people. They have been they are a crime against humanity. And whoever is circled around Trump needs to tell him to knock this crap off because most conservatives and those who've been paying attention, you want to get the shot fine, but stop acting as though these were some kind of miracle that saved 25 million Americans. There was never going to be 25 million Americans dying. This was never going to be the Spanish flu. This is not a, 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 this is not a win. This is not a success an achievement that Donald Trump wants to run on going into 2024. Not at all. Is there anything else you it, it left to this clip before I move on? You were right against mandates, right? Strongly against mandates, but I'm very proud of what we did. I saved worldwide tens of millions of lives. One last question: Do you accept that early on in the pandemic that you didn't take it seriously enough, or you were being told 
how serious it was. No, but you weren't was, was sharing that with the American people. I'm a cheerleader for this country. I want to be positive for this country. Come on. Everything's facing in it from that very seriously. But I'm a cheerleader for this country. And our country Better than anybody else. So, yeah, what, what you're hearing now is you're starting to hear scuffle, and I'm going to end it here because that's not really good radio. But you're starting because this is gone. What's happened is now they've gone on and on and on. He's now he said one more question. He's now into his third question, and so the handlers are trying to get Trump out of there because he's because Pierce Morgan is being uh, rude and disrespectful at this point. Then he says, "Well, okay, okay, I promise one last question, and it's about him getting a hole in one." And so then the the then the the comments about being deceptive had to do with Pierce Morgan pretending he only had one more question to keep Trump in the chair. Um, and so it ended on a question about a hole in one. So that's that's the truth about what went down. Um, I don't have the excerpt of the questions about of the election and how he answered those questions. Um, I like we had a caller last night, Mel who said that somebody should be giving this feedback to Trump. I don't, I, if, if they are, because Trump has heard the booze at rallies about pushing out these shots and trying to claim them as a success. He's, he's wanting to claim the shots as a success, but still say it should be up to choice. These, uh, there's nothing that went down with Fauci and the CDC, including these shots that should be considered a success either for Trump or for the American people. And it's a mistake for him to stay on this track. Final thoughts before we got to take a break. Thoughts is, there's about three and a half minutes left in this. This uh, clip, Andrea, and I would say probably three to four times the the Trump team comes on and says, hey, we already told you we are wrapping up. This has gone on for well over an hour. We need to wrap up. They're respectful. Yeah. Pierce keeps saying final question, final question. So then finally, that's why he said something. Trump made the comment about being being deceptive. So we're going to take a break. Um, Fox News has not responded to the fact that the package that they put out was an intentionally a hatchet job made to make Trump look bad. Are you? Would you continue to watch Fox? I haven't watched them since Chris Wallace's debate, but would you, even after this? 844-814-5227. We're going to talk another media store when we come back. The flushing of CNN Plus and Chris Wallace. Stay tuned. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170 if you want to call in and chat with me live and have some fun maybe about the breaking news today. <laughs> Hashtag RIP CNN. CNN. Wait. Did they just kick off? Yeah, like 23 days ago here to discuss is my favorite media guru, Brian Spicy Malo- Fried Chicken. Spicy Fried Chicken. My man, Brian Maloney <laughs> from Red Wave America. Hey. hey, my friend. Hey, yeah. So that was a waste of it. $300 million they poured into this thing. And the thing is, is that I didn't even know this. And so, I mean, because, you know, how much attention did we really pay to it? But someone was going over what CNN Plus actually was. So you pay for CNN. (laughs) Why would you pay for it, number one? Um, But it didn't even give you access to the CNN channel. So it wasn't like you pay for that and you could live stream CNN with it. No. All you got was this other content that, you know, Chris (laughs) Wallace and these idiots that they had set up with shows. And by the way, so Chris Wallace left, you know, Fox for CNN uh-huh. to do this stupid thing for three weeks. And now I guess he's resigned <laughs> from CNN and I I'm on Twitter saying, you know, how long 
before Paul Ryan orders him back on Fox. You know, I well, wouldn't you I, think? But wait a second. I, I mean, I, he was threatening to walk a couple days ago, and I'm like, walk where? He burned that bridge with Fox News. But you're right. I wasn't thinking about Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan would br- would bring him back in a second. Well, but- exactly. All of the never Trump or usual suspects will want. Chris Wallace back on Fox because he's a reliable liberal voice and, you know, they're going to want him back. So I think that now I don't know, you know, in terms of contracts and non-competes and stuff, you know, I don't know if he can just waltz right back over to Fox, but um, the bottom line here is they love Chris Wallace and his liberalism and his idiocy and his horrible debate uh, moderating performances. But, you know, so the, in a way you kind of wanted him to stay employed at a money losing CNN right. uh, plus, you know. Well, but but you know what they they are the only ones who love him because um, the rest of the the CNN viewers, you know, re- rejected him because you're right. He yeah. was he was it. It was him and Jamel Hill from ESPN. Right, right, right. right. Th- that no, was that was their talent. But it, and then um, a few days ago, that CNN um, or Warner Brothers fired the CFO, and it's like, well, since when does the financial chief financial officer make talent and con and programming and content right, right, decisions? Right. Look- who they pinned that on, right? The real people don't don't get fired, right? The people who are really behind those decisions. And what I was hearing also today was that this whole CNN plus boondoggle was concocted by a liberal uh, PR firm in Washington. I think it was those McKinsey people or whatever. You know, they're, they're pretty notorious. Uh, and they're the ones that sold apparently CNN executives on doing this plus streaming effort. But I mean, it just, you know, anybody in there with a brain, but this shows how detached they are from the rest of us, from the, from the public. Right. They don't realize how, how dead their brand is. They really don't. No, they had a content, they had a content and credibility problem before this. I mean, Chris Cuomo and the Andrew Cuomo thing going on over there and Jeffrey Tubin. Somebody tweeted out some girl. I don't know that. Um, how did she put it? It may be a little too blue, so I'm not going to read it on air. Monica Crowley. I've had milk that's last longer than CNN plus. I mean, some of the, some of the things come some of the tweets today, about this today were absolutely brilliant they have they have been and, and that's the thing but if we lose if we get to the point where uh these liberal politicians no longer have cnn or msnbc to jump to you know after their washington gigs are up <clears throat> it's, there's going to be a lot of trouble in liberal land right. because you know but also i mean we've got a lot of hacks on our own end that just yeah. jump over to fox and ruin fox because they're terrible people so we get stuck with we get burdened with a lot of dead weight, right. uh, you know. Well, that's why. Just, right. Yeah. Well, that's why we've only got about a minute left. That's why we we need to have people support new media, new outlets. Uh, start. I don't know what you think about Newsmax. I'm on there all the time. I mean, you know, or or just or, or just don't even watch anything. You know, but but you're you're not yeah. helping yourself by continuing to your prop to continue to prop up Fox. By watching Tucker, right? We're, we want if we want to take our media and the messaging back and control back, we need to stop feeding these monsters that are killing us. Brian Maloney, Absolutely. Red Wave America. I got to have you back in a few days when you can be here for longer. Love you. Okay, thanks. All right, and you guys stick around. We got a whole nother hour for you coming up. This is the Andrea K Show on AM eleven seventy. The Answer, San Diego. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.